Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Is Eric Spolstra the greatest coach in the history of South Florida? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blown and gone, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I think it's safe to say Eric Spolstra, friend of show. Am I exaggerating here? Friend of show. He's appeared multiple times. We've talked with him. He allowed me an illegal second question to end our interview at Heat Media Days. Mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra, friend of show. Definitely. And yeah. we got we got about 10, what, 10, 12 minutes with him yeah. this past Heat Media Days as yeah. well, Stone. That was He was great. He's been great to us. Friend of show, Eric Spolstra. Friend of show confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. No doubt. I think, I, I don't even know why I asked the question, Come to on, be man. quite honest. Eric Spolstra, he got paid. Mm. This man is the highest paid coach in the history of the NBA. Eight years, $120 million for Eric Spolstra. And when I saw this, I swear to God, Theo, when I saw this, I said, what took so long? Mm. Like, that was quite literally my first reaction. How many years have we been saying Eric Spolster, best coach in the NBA? Eric Spolster, best coach in the NBA. Eric Spolster, best coach in the NBA. And you know what's wild to me? We're bemoaning the Dolphins' injuries and how banged up they are, and I understand different sports. Um, uh, And, uh, well, that's just the unluckiness of this year for the Dolphins. Whereas... When Spo has his entire rotation injured, mm. he's a sicko and he loves it. Mm. And he's able to piece together heat wins because of it. He embraces that. It's just two wildly different situations. But Eric Spolstra, eight years, $120 million. When that came across my social media last night, I mean, Theo, it literally was what took so long. Of course, he should be the highest paid coach in the history of the NBA. Uh, the top five teams with games played missed due to injury in the NBA right now, the Miami Heat are in that top five. And out of those five squads, the Heat, the only one that have a winning record, 21 and 15. Jimmy and Bam have missed 22 games combined this year. It hasn't mattered. The Heat didn't get Damian Lillard in this offseason. It hasn't mattered a lick. The Miami Heat are really damn good. They've been consistently good. It's because of Spo. And our boy, our uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich guzzling oh, yeah. European friend Nikola Jovic. That case in point is the greatness of Spo. Look at the development of him. 20 years old and he's going to end up before all is said and done playing 30 minutes down the stretch oh, of this man. season and being a pivotal playoff performer. Uh, that's the type of stuff that Eric Spolstra does. It's not only highest paid coach in the NBA history. The eight year extension, $120 million it's the most committed money in North American coaching history. Mm. Like the continent. Any sport. Baseball. Basketball. Football. Soccer. Uh, lacrosse. Uh, college football coaching. It is, the, it is the, the highest paid contract, guaranteed money in the history of North American sports. So we all collectively think... And it's Stone, I'm sure your action was the same. Like, yeah, of, of, of course Eric Spolster should be getting this money. Yeah, same thing as you. What took so long? Yeah. Um, but it's weird because there have been so many detractors of Eric Spolstra 
over the years. And I only think that it's just recently that people have come around on Eric Spolstra as being an elite coach and the best in the NBA. And I truly think what's stunning to me is the two championships he's won, he has that counted against him way more than the two finals appearances that he's lost. Those are held in higher esteem than the two titles he's actually won because the big three was supposed to be easy. Think about it. Eric Spolstra. This was years uh, three, four, and five in his head coaching career. Still an infant in his head coaching career, and he took on the most difficult task for my money in NBA history, bringing together a big three, something that had never been uh, done before. A coach killer in LeBron, a bunch of egos, huge, massive expectations, people calling for his firing after a a 500 start Mm -hmm. through 16 games in the first year of the big three, losing the finals after year one. Uh, This is a guy who has rarely gotten the benefit of the doubt, largely because he had the most difficult coaching job, but people think it should have been easy because it was LeBron and Wade and Bosh. And only in the Jimmy Butler era has Eric Spolstra started getting the proper credit he deserves as the best coach in the NBA. And I think that's unlike any other coach in all of sports, to be quite honest. His trajectory, I mean, from the video room, and it's been told many a times up to uh, head coach and now most, you know, highest paid head coach in the history of American sports. Um, it's been, it's not only unprecedented, it's very inspiring, right? It's, it feels like the American story. And it also feels like with Eric Spolster himself, you talked about uh, the detractors. You talked about, you know, him surviving LeBron James. When they, when they come out with that surviving LeBron James documentary for head coaches, Spoh's uh, going to be the face of the thing. Yeah, he'll, he'll be the face of it because he'll be the only he'll be the non-victim. Only one. Right. He'll, he'll be, be the, the only non-victim. It's, it, what? It, that's hilarious. Coaches fired while coaching LeBron. <laughs> Paul Silas, Mike Brown, David Blatt, Luke Walton, Frank Vogel, Darvin Ham, soon to be. Soon, soon to be, be Darvin Ham. Soon to be. And then coaches not fired. That list is really short. It's yeah. Eric Spolstra and it's Ty Lowe. The coaches oh, wow. fired while coaching LeBron. There's a starting five and a sixth man. <laughs> uh, Silas Braun, Blatt, Walton, Vogel, Darvin Ham, soon to be. Uh, and you're right, Spolstra and Ty Lu. I-, I mean, Eric Spolstra, 725 wins, 109 playoff wins. That's fifth all time. Three time champion, two as a head coach, seven time Eastern Conference champion, NBA Finals appearances. And he just signed that eight year, 120 plus oh. million dollar extension. All for a young man out of uh, Portland University who started as a video coordinator in 1995. It is truly a only the heat type of story, right? It's yeah. an only the heat type of story because he had the unrelenting support of Pat Riley the entire way. And this doubt, though, of, of, of Eric Spolster, all you have to do is go back three and a half years ago. 2019, July of 2019, a Heat Pelicans broadcast, and it was George Sedano, our good friend out at ESPN LA, and Dan Dockich, the uh, now I believe he's with Outkick, uh, Dan Dockich, who was then employed by ESPN. Listen to this Dan Dockich assessment, analysis of Eric Spolster, the coach. Only in 2019, only in 2019. This is Dan Dockage on Eric Spolstra, and, and, and count how many things are wrong in this. And I think Pat Riley's attractive. Sure. You know, I think Pat Riley's a guy that, that you say, well, you know what? Um, 
he can help my career. Yeah, Eric Spolster too, man. Eric Spolster is one of the top two or three coaches in this league. Wait a second. Oh, that's not even debatable, Doc. Oh, that is so debatable. You can say it as sternly as you want. That's not debatable. Okay. And I'm give telling me, you give that me, is give me Brad Steve. St you know, no, not five. You said two or okay, three. Okay, give me two or three months. A Popovich, Brad Steve. Popovich, I'll give you. Oh, I'm not giving you Brad Stevens yet. Stevens yet. I'm giving you Brad Stevens. Well, I'll give you Nate McMillan. I'll give you a ton of Nate guys. Brad Stevens. Where's the championships there? Where, okay, where's where's Spolster been since LeBron left? Oh, well, he's been deep in the playoffs. Oh, where's Brad Stevens? He went to the he went to the final finals without Kyrie right. Irving. But it's not like everybody wins with LeBron, right? Seemingly. No, come on. Look at all the coaches he's had. That's not true. That's so true. No. That's a, I mean, we mean win with. What? I'm not trying to I'm not trying to you know, Are you, if you're anyone, gonna tell but, me if you're gonna tell me Eric Spolster is one of the two or three coaches that's yes. not debatable, I would just simply say you're out of your mind. Okay, then I'm I don't out think of my he's mind. in the top ten. Oh now you're out of your he, mind. No, I'm not. He's just a guy. What? He's a nice he's coach. Just, a, just guy? a guy? That's ridiculous. Right. No, that's absurd. That is not absurd. A two time champion, you're not just a guy. Yes, you are. When you have LeBron and what we've what have we done since LeBron? Then you get to the about Pat Riley after he left the Lakers because he didn't win for a long time until 2006 after that. Uh, you, can make, you can make a point however you want to make it. We're doing a radio show here, <laughs> you and me, I feel like. <laughs> I should come on your show or you should come on mine. Yeah, oh, boy. That's hard to listen to because Dan Dockage doesn't have a clue. I mean, he's saying Brad Stevens and Nate McMillan, July of 2019, summer league yeah. game, that Brad Stevens and Nate McMillan are better coaches than Eric Spolstra. Let me see, Let me see what Nate McMillan's up to right now. I hope Dan Dockage today is sitting in his, his basement, I'm assuming, uh, about to do his OutKick podcast, watched by seven people, that yeah. is. Yeah. And he's saying to himself, man, I missed big time on Eric Spolstra. Huh. Eric Spolstra, highest paid coach in North American history. I, 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 I wonder where Eric Spolstra is in the pantheon of all-time great South Florida coaches. Like, we're talking Shula. We're talking Riley. Uh, we're talking Howard Schnellenberger, Jimmy Johnson. Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson, who Stone met uh, at the FCS National Championship nice. game this week. Yeah, I had to be told who it was, but nonetheless, <laughs> I, I met him. When you I sent mean, me that yeah. picture, I knew you didn't know him by face, but he looked significantly different yeah. now, too, than he did uh, in his coaching prime. But again, you weren't born in his coaching prime. No, not yet, at all, so. but won a couple of chips with the Canes or yeah. whatever it was, got to meet him. Or uh, whatever it was. He or was, whatever it was. He, it was a chip. <laughs> He was really. I he had a couple. He only had one. Yeah. Huh. He was really, really against the transfer portal, the new era of college I'm sure. football. I'm sure. He was bagging on it, ragging on it. Pretty much every word in the book was thrown out there. Really cool mm. to pick his brain, though. I wonder where Spo sits, and I suppose you've got to per take personal factors into it, because there are a lot of pioneers down here in South Florida. The benefit that we get here in South Florida is that when it comes from a pro college sports standpoint, we have a little bit uh, of a, a, a shorter history than some of the more established northern cities. And so it's a little bit easier to harken back to what was prior to said coaches. Uh, two, two for Dennis Erickson. I was wrong. Yeah, 89-91. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's Come right. on, man. I'm sorry. Howard, Jimmy had two. Erickson had two. No, I think Jimmy only had one. Oh, yeah, you're right, Jimmy because Coker one. had one. Yep, yep. Got, then, it, yep got it, got yep, it, got yep. it, got it, got it. Good, I'm glad we worked that out. A couple of chips. I suppose Larry <laughs> Coker could be in this conversation, you know, too. Matter of fact, you know Stone has to know he has a couple of chips, because you know Stone had to Google him after he met him. Literally. Yeah. So that's literally how he knew he had a couple of chips. Uh, Eric Spolstra, for me, is a top four coach all time in South Florida mm. sports history. But for me, 
I put stake into like what were the Heat before Pat Riley? Yeah, nothing. Pat Riley is what turned the Heat into a perennial contender, a force to be reckoned with eventually. And it's Pat Riley who has stood firmly by Eric Spolstra and allowed him to get to this point where he is 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 going to have the opportunity to be one of the winningest coaches in the history of the NBA whenever Eric Spolstra decides that all is said and done with his career. Howard Schnellenberger, the University of Miami, may never do, and honestly, likely never does what it was able to achieve in the 80s and the 90s if not for Howard Schnellenberger and his vision. I think Howard Schnellenberger is in this discussion and... Then Don Shula, obviously. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, I think Everybody Don Shula is probably there. number one. Yeah, uh, Shula, Schnellenberger, Riley. You can interchange there at two or three. I think Eric Spolster is right there, top four, South Florida, greatest coach all time. Where do you put Eric Spolstra, South Florida coaches all time? Spo is a top what coach in South Florida history? I say four. I say four. Behind Shula, Schnellenberger, Riley. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Spo is a top what coach in South Florida history? I say top four. But I would venture to guess there are going to be some people, Theo, that say, Ken, hey, Spolster has won two championships as a head coach. He's been to four NBA finals. He has reinvented the heat on two different occasions. He is the best developer of talent, arguably, in the entire NBA. Schnellenberger won a title. Uh, Or you talk about eras. Again, the 70s, early 70s, what was the NFL compared to now? What Spolster is doing is objectively more difficult than what Shula did, 72, 73, with the Dolphins. And then he had Dan Marino land in his lap as well. So I think this is all up for good dispute, good debate, but I'm going Spo is top four, top four coach, and he still has a lot of career left to go. Top four coach in NBA, or a top four coach in South Florida sports history. Spo, to me, a top four coach in South Florida sports history. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo, where would you put Spo, all things considered? He's top two. Wow. Eric Spolster is a top two coach so in Shula South Florida one? history. Shula one, Spo two. Wow. And, and I mean this with no disrespect to the legends um, Howard Schnellenberger and Pat Riley. I mean this more so to pay more homage and pay more respect to what Eric Spolster is able to do as a coach, as a coach. Those two are architects. Those two are visionaries. Those two um, are people that literally, you don't know what these franchises or schools are without them. Pat Riley, like you said, when he came over from the Knicks to the Heat, he created Heat culture. He created the environment that Spo is thriving in right now, and he empowered Eric Spolstra to do what he does from the bench currently. Howard Schnellenberger, when he got to Miami and he promised a championship, what, in five years, he said? I think he said that in five years, that was, I'm going to deliver was the a championship, and he did it in 1983. He literally started that avalanche that was the Miami Hurricanes from the 80s through the 90s into the early 2000s. Um, the visionary, the architect, the guy that laid the foundation. Not taking anything away from those guys, but Eric Spolstra, 
I mean, it's going to sound kind of self-indulgent, but kind of reminds me of me. Um, ah, how so? You know how, like, with toothpaste. Oh, my God. When you're using toothpaste and you get down to the very last bit, and this is actually a current event right now because I'm down to the very last squeeze of toothpaste right now, um, and I found that out this morning. He's a guy that literally gets all of it out of the tube. No matter what roster you give him, no matter what situation you put Spo in, he squeezes every last bit of toothpaste. So it's like you literally just with like toothpaste. Me. Oh, just okay. like me with toothpaste That's is Eric Spolstra with the Miami Heat roster. No, it isn't. All right? Because you get guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, and you get guys like Duncan Robinson, and you get guys like Caleb Martin, and, and the list goes on really from the time LeBron James stepped through that door with the big three and Eric Spolster took over through right now. The past decade and a half for Miami Heat fans has been – a who's who of who the hell is that guy? And oh my God, is he an all-star? That's Eric Spolstra. Yeah. That's been Eric Spolstra the whole time. He turned James Johnson into a guy that got, you know, double digit, you know, eight figures contracts. He turned Hassan Whiteside into a guy that people thought might be a top five center in mm-hmm. the league. What happens to all these guys when they leave Spolstra versus what happens when they enter his Struggle, door? Struggle, disappear. Eric Spolstra as a coach, as a coach, I got to put him number two on that list just because of what he's able to do. He does more with less better than anybody I've seen in my time watching the NBA. He does more with less time and time again, and we're seeing the results now. In the past five, six years, the NBA Finals appearances, you give him a guy that's elite caliber like Jimmy Butler, he makes the most around it. It's hard to argue against as a coach. Eric Spolster being uh, not top two. So I am paying homage to the pioneers of South Florida coaching and putting them ahead of Eric Spolster, but I have him top four South Florida coach of all time in the history of South Florida sports, pro, college. We can go to high school if you'd like. Spo is a top four coach in South Florida history to me with Don Shula number one, with Riley and Stellenberger after him because the landscape of South Florida sports flat out doesn't exist like we know it today if not for Pat Riley and Howard Schnellenberger. Uh, Theo is taking a little bit deeper dive into the actual coaching abilities, the entire package, the 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 not only resume but the skill set, and he puts Eric Spolster at number two all-time in South Florida coaching history. Spo is the highest-paid coach in North American sports history. Mm. He is the highest paid coach in the history of the continent, at least from a guaranteed money perspective. Here in South Florida, Spo is a top what number coach in South Florida history. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity, where do you put a Dusty May for an inexplicable appearance in the Final Four with a basketball team that has a bandbox arena and never had any history and literally hired a, 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 at one point, hired a, a head coach, my good friend Mike Jarvis, because there was a thought that maybe he'd be able to bring fans from the church that he belonged to nice. in Boca Raton. Nice. I, I, I mean, that, that's a reason that Mike Jarvis was hired because he was uh, he's a member of Spanish River Church in Boca Raton and leadership at FAU at the time thought that he'd be able to bring 
parishioners to the arena and fill some of the very empty seats there. Dusty May brought that program to the Final Four. Like, Where do you put Dusty May in the grand scheme of things? Because I would say that that's one of the more miraculous things we've ever seen from a coach in the history of South Florida sports. Oh, is it me, top 10? It's top 10 for sure. I, I think you have to start debating. Like, I mean, Dennis Erickson has to go over him because he has two national titles. Like, Jimmy Johnson. But I would argue Jimmy Johnson's a better coach, had more of an impact yeah. than Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson, just like Howard Schnellenberger, he. Jimmy Johnson doesn't do what Jimmy Johnson did if not for Howard Schnellenberger. Howard right. Schnellenberger had the blueprint and handed it to Jimmy Johnson. Dennis Erickson took over yeah. the Jimmy Johnson talent and won the two titles off of he did. that. He did. So, uh, but I would say Jimmy Johnson is more significant than Dennis Erickson, even with the discrepancy in national title yeah. Uh, wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The impact from Jimmy Johnson's felt much more than Dennis Erickson. And even if you talk to the former Canes, the Canes greats, the legends, yeah. as much as they love and respect Dennis Erickson. Jimmy Johnson was, was like the, he's the one who led the Canes into the cultural impact yeah. that they had, not only in sports, but in in culture as a whole. Yeah, and Dennis Erickson was a little undermined a lot, and he was yeah. a player's coach kind of guy. He wasn't the, but I think he had to be somewhat, you, you got to give some kind of credence to two national titles. So um, I, you can say Jimmy Johnson over Dennis Erickson, but I got to say both of them likely over Dusty May just because of also the longevity. Like how many years is maybe I would at, say, though, Dennis, Dennis Erickson with that talent to that era of college football, easier for him to make a national way championship, easier. way easier than Dusty May leading a team to the final four. But you still got to do it. Now, am I wrong in saying that? We really can't answer Dusty right now. It's going to depend so on where he goes. Like a, we need to know like a legacy. This year is going to be a big. Right. So it's this year. Marker, it's honestly. where he ends up, what he does with that team. And by the time he's 60, we'll be able to just go down the laundry list of accolades that he's right. built up. I just, I, I feel like there may never be a college basketball story like FAU again. You're right. It's just, it's just all things considered, facilities, resources, right. location, and somehow, some way, he was able to squeeze yeah. out of the tube of toothpaste a freaking Final Four appearance and a tenth of a second away oh from playing UConn. You know what I hate? I hate that we're not saying national championship appearance because that's really what it kind of should have been. It felt like that's yeah, what it, it was for it most of that second half. It should have been. So every time we bring it up, we say Final Four, I'm always like, damn. Yeah, no, how I know. much different is this conversation, though, if that shot doesn't go in or if the layup from John L goes in? Like it, it's, I hate to go back and reflect on that. I know yeah. it's more painful for you as, as well, but... But damn. Yeah. No, I know. I yeah. know. Now, but damn. But, but damn. For uh, real, I have no words. Uh, Spo is a top what number coach in South Florida coaching history? I say four. Theo says two. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic Foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Travis messages in. Let's not forget the bump from LeBron James that first year when talking about Spolstra and what everybody was saying. I mean, it's documented multiple reports that Eric Spolstra was openly 
in trouble, and LeBron James was trying to get him fired after that first year. He wanted Pat Riley to come down. He kept throwing in these subtle, hey, you should come down. You should come coach. Yeah. I've thought about coming back to coaching. Uh, Eric Spolstra surviving LeBron and winning titles with LeBron and then thriving post-LeBron is maybe the upset of of a of a lifetime yeah. in the NBA because LeBron all he does is run coaches. Mm. All he does left and right is run coaches. And Eric Spolstra won two, kind of two titles with that guy, didn't waver, didn't back down, and has completely changed, I think, his coaching philosophy, uh, has completely changed his coaching approach in a league where it's what have you done for me lately? Eric Spolster finds a way to develop and continue to put the heat in winning positions. It's very rare that an NBA team is able to get in to the postseason barely by the skin of their teeth and then dominate. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Heat are... I guess I could see the Lakers doing it because of the LeBron factor, but yeah. the Heat, because of the organization, they're the only one I can think that would be it would be even conceivable able to do what they did last year. Right, and it was inconceivable before they did it. Right. And it's it's only it's so specific to the Heat, and I think a lot of it has to do with Eric Spolster's journey. Like I can't wait until that documentary comes out um, because. What he's doing with these developmental players and these two-way guys and bringing them up. I mean, the high Smiths of the world and everybody as well. Like you can go, it's a laundry list of, of players, but it's similar to him. He's doing it because somebody did it for him. Pat Riley believed in him when he was a video coordinator back then, and he worked his way up. He worked his tail off. He devoted his life, his livelihood, to the game of basketball and to heat culture and to winning uh, in Miami. And I think that he's maniacal. He's psychotic, like he said, and I think that itself is why we get these results we do and, and why I have to put him top two. I know you got him top four mm-hmm. and much respects to the legends, but like this dude is is such a, a, a tactician. He schemes so well and he cares so much. It's so it's hard to overlook. Well, I also, uh, with Schnellenberger ahead of Spolstra, I also put Schnellenberger ahead of him, obviously, because it's not only that he basically birthed the Canes as we came to know them, but he literally birthed yeah. FAU football and yeah. got a stadium built in Boca Raton and turned that into a championship entity. It is still the the youngest program to ever win a bowl game in college football history. Uh, what Howard Schnellenberger did, it's why it's so offensive, and it's why I think that the College Football Hall of Fame yeah. is so invalidated, uh-huh. because until Howard Schnellenberger gets in, until he's inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, until he becomes quote-unquote eligible with their stupid parameters that they put on that thing, the College Football Hall of Fame doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's pointless without Howard Schnellenberger in there. Howard Schnellenberger, I would argue, is maybe the most impactful coach in the history of South Florida for what he did for the game of football in this area. Easily. Uh, Easily. And, and that's where I put him ahead of Spo. Yeah. That's where I because, again, I'm going for, I'm more looking at legacy here. Because yeah. I think that's important when you're talking this region. But we're also talking about Spo, who's not done. And I know we're, no, ga- exactly. we're gauging it today, but exactly. Like, and it's easier to say, oh, the legacy of Howard Schnellenberger because Howard Schnellenberger has left that, whereas yeah, Spo yeah, is yeah. still building that. But I, I just think as a coach, that dude, Schnellenberger is in a category of his own when it comes to being an architect and a visionary. All of Theo's reasoning is making me realize that there's another wrinkle in this question about where he ranks in the South Florida coaches. For me, as a 25-year-old, all I know is Spo. And anybody in that Gen Z era, all we really know is Spo. When you think of coaches in South Florida, he's the name that comes up first, and he's the one that we have all the history on. And I think to that last point, as he keeps going 
and stacking trophies mm. and accolades. Like it's only going to grow, I think, for Gen Z. So for me, there's nobody but Spo. Mm. Spo's all I've ever known. When I came into my sports conscious, it was that 2012 time with LeBron. And, and and that's I really can't rap about the other guys, nor do I want to, because Spo is what I have information on or what I've gathered. So your Dolphins coaches have been oh. Adam Gase, Joe Philbin. Adam Gase and Joe Philbin have oh been my, my Miami Dolphins coaches. Oh my God, that is horrific. I couldn't pick Cam Cameron out of a row of guys. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not, I mean, Don Shula, I, I've been force fed that from my father uh-huh. and, and growing <laughs> Rightfully up. Rightfully so. I think the starter jacket is the only thing I can relate to Don Shula for the oh, most part. Man. So Spo, I think for my age bracket, is the number one. If Theo's two and he's just touching so 30. So Spo is the top coach for you in your Stone Labanowitz brain because that's what you know. He's the standard. Absolutely. Interesting. I want to play a fun game when we come back. Uh, the, uh, the the question is, Spo is a top what number coach in South Florida sports history? Pro, college, you want to throw in high school, go for it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts as well. I have a uh, I have a, a little bit of a quiz for Theo and Stone when we come back. Also, later on today, it's a listening lunch. So hold on to your pants, won't you? It's going to be a big day on the old program. That's Theo Dorsey, that's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick of Levick, Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Sean Morash, who is on WFAN in New York City, he tweeted something last night that I thought was unbelievable. He tweeted a photo of a man and a woman in Rangers uniforms who were turned away, Rangers jerseys, who were turned away at the doors of Madison Square Garden because they showed up a day late for the game that they thought was taking place that night. Wow. Last night was a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. They didn't have tickets for the Knicks game. They, Rangers fans, had tickets for the Rangers game the night before. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How do you not notice that at any point in 24 hours? Oh, God, the ticket says the 8th. Tonight's the 9th. We missed it. I could go all the way down to Madison Square Garden, getting ready for a hockey game, and the hockey game happened. How do you not see on your ESPN app yeah, or watching TV the final of the Rangers game? You were supp- highlights of the Rangers game. You were supposed to be attending the night previous. It never struck them. Uh-oh. They never saw anything that would have said, oh, man, we screwed up. What is that? I'll go ahead and say what we're not willing to say out loud, Uh as I always do. That's the wives' fault. (laughs) Oh, God. Why? (laughs) Oh, God. Why is that? They're the more detail-oriented one. They're the ones who are supposed to keep their hubby in check. (laughs) They're supposed to know what date's on the ticket, when we're leaving, all those kinds of things. Right, guys? No, 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 no. Do not let me in this. I mean, you're right. So no, I'm not. <laughs> That's in how it works. The dynamic in my family. Same. If my wife isn't on it, then we're screwed. But, but this doesn't automatically mean that extends to these these people. If you're going to the sporting event, 
I don't want to do gender roles here, but if we're going to play gender roles, since, since Sloan is saying that the wife needs to be the organized the, one. The man's got to sack up and get it right. The right? man's got to know what day the yeah. damn game is happening. Yeah, and if I you're agree. really a Rangers fan that invested in a Rangers jersey. Jersey, the jersey is, is a thing. Like, there's commitment expensive. there. Yeah. You should know that the Rangers lost or won last night. How the heck do you spend your whole day not knowing what your favorite team right. did. Totally oblivious. Night. Totally oblivious to anything Rangers. Yeah. And then you show up to Madison Square Garden for a Rangers game that's actually a Knicks game. And the Rangers game happened the night before. That's it's ridiculous. great rebuttal, Theo. He's a fake-ass Rangers yes. fan. Yeah. yeah. Just because you have the Rangers sweater doesn't mean that you're actually a Rangers fan. I wonder if he just bought it for aesthetic purposes. Yeah. No uh, doubt. Cool they're sweater. not sports fans. Either, neither one of them are sports fans. And like you had said, the fact that you didn't catch any highlights, you don't have your notifications <laughs> on for your yeah, favorite team. Yeah, you're a fake-ass fan. Shame yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No doubt. Nothing. No doubt. What I do know, the Panthers whipped that ass last Woo! night over the Blues. Eight in a row. Dude, they are rolling. Eight in a row. Eight. Theo, what did you think of the game last night? Here's the thing. It's hard that to win ass, seven don't. in a row. But to get Ocho, Big Ocho on the ice? Yeah. Big Ocho on the ice, man. I got to give it up to the Panthers, man. They doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Shout out Sunrise. Shout out out. uh, Kachuk. Kachuk. To accomplish the Big Ocho on the ice. The Big Ocho on the ice. It's it's not something you see every day. You know what? Or every week or every month. No, but I don't hate also the term Big Ocho on the ice. I, I don't hate it. I think I love it. I actually think I love it. I think Theo might have done something inadvertently there. And I think we need to adopt it. <laughs> so big what is Ocho nine? On the ice. Uh, big Nueve on the ice. Just Big Nueve on the ice. We bring Nueve. that heat next time they touch Ooh. the ice. Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Uh, <laughs> have you ever have you ever grossly miscalculated something like those Rangers fans uh, oh, showing man. up a day late to the Rangers game? Like the only thing I can think of with me. Oh, there's two of them. There's two of them. Uh, these are both very traumatic. I uh, I was gonna take my first. Solo flight as a youngster. I was like seven years old, seven, eight years old, and I was going to go visit my godparents in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. So we got the, the plane tickets and we get to the airport and all that. And uh, uh, so my, my parents, we parked because my parents wanted to walk me through security at O'Hare Airport. You could still do that in those days. This was pre 9 11. Nice. And so uh, I'm just a little tyke rolling through O'Hare Airport. We go through security with my boarding pass. And we get to the gate, and the gate has a, it's three hours from a flight to Toronto. We're like, well, maybe there was a gate change. I didn't know anything about that, but my parents, we look up at the board, and we see Albuquerque, uh, 11.50 a.m., departed. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Now, here's the problem, is it was 12.30 in the afternoon at that point. Me, seven-year-old, what I did, I looked at the ticket, and I told my parents, they were, Ken, could you tell us what time the flight is? And I told them the arrival time. Ooh. Not the departure time. And I missed the flight. And it turned into a dramatic thing. I mm. missed that flight. I ended up showing up like 14 hours later to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then there was uh-huh. one other time where it was the final YMCA basketball game of the year for me. Eight-year-old YMCA basketball, okay? Final game of the year. I was on the Bulls. We were playing the Lakers. This was a big one. Oh, my. Okay? Wow. This is the final game of the year. And so we get to the the Elmhurst Suburban Chicago YMCA. I'm ready to hoop. I'm ready to ball. This is it for the year. Uh, let's end on a winning note, all right? And I walk up, and I see all of my teammates with snacks and little trophies in their hands. I'm like, what is going on here? No. What is going on here? 
I read the schedule wrong and showed up as my game was ending. And the next two teams, the uh, Knicks and the Blazers, were taking the floor for their YMCA season finale. So the coach gave me some snacks, my little trophy, said, sorry, man, sorry you missed the game. I burst into tears. My mom felt bad, bought me some Legos. Nice. So it wasn't all bad, but that's dramatic. That one stuck with me. That's the pirate version of Legos. Yeah, yeah, no, it was bad. It was it, bad. It shapes a person. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You yeah, missed yeah, no the doubt. flight and it's your fault. Now you'll never be late again. I'm very, yeah. very, 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 very paranoid when it comes to times and schedules now. And I think the YMCA thing is the biggest. That's risk. the worst. Like, I could get another flight to Albuquerque, yeah. right? But... Uh, the Bulls ain't taking game. on the Lakers again in the YMCA uh, Basketball League. That matchup has yet to happen again. Yeah, yet to, who you, knows? Yeah. It could have shaped my life in unspeakable ways, and I missed it. I just got yeah. granola bar and some fruit snacks and a little trophy, oh. and then I cried uncontrollably. That would have been fine with me. Winning the championship, <laughs> getting the snacks, yeah, I'm fine. fine. Uh, yeah, I didn't play, but consolation, that's good. I that a, works for me. I have a quick and pretty decent one, Theo. I don't know if one comes to mind for you, but yeah. in college football, you have what are called openers meetings. As a quarterback, so typically they take place on a Thursday morning, bright and early, where you go over the opening plays that you script. Every single football team, no matter the level, has 15 plays that are scripted out. And ideally in that first quarter, you want to hit those, Mm -hmm. right? They're really going to shape. You get to see what the defense has given you. You have some shot plays in there. Every morning, 7 o'clock, coaches bring in breakfast and the quarterbacks get together and we go through the plays that we like and we build our script. There was one... Game, we were inching towards the playoffs. I was the starting quarterback at Southern Illinois, and we typically do them at seven, but for some reason, I thought we had changed the time to eight. So they're led by the starting quarterback. Like, I have to come in with my plays. You're the, the leader. is dictated around yeah. me. Leader, Stone LeBanowitz, quarterback, Southern Illinois. I'm the one who has to run these plays. Well, I rolled in the facility about 7.55. I'm feeling fine, smile on my face. I have nothing on my phone, so I think that I'm all good. I was an hour late to the meeting, and they had played a prank. Hey, don't text, don't call Stone, but as soon as he walks in, start packing your book bags and fl- oh. closing everything and then get up to leave. And that's exactly what happened. I cracked the door open, 755, what up? And everybody stood up, up, closed their bag, and walked right on by me without saying anything. And then I had to go have a one-on-one meeting with Coach. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's but bad. It, it went down like that. still played that week. That's not Okay, well, good. No accountability. No accountability, <laughs> no accountability. Southern <laughs> Illinois. That's yeah. my takeaway from that. Yeah, just reckless. Yeah, just, just reckless. Just, just what you want. Flying by the seat of their pants. Quarterback yeah. shows up an hour late to a, a must-have team meeting. Hey, <laughs> go ahead and put on the pads, kid. Let's get out there and play. <laughs> His backup must yeah, have That's stunk. not good. And that is, yeah. His backup yeah. was had nothing in the in the tank there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> you don't want to say it. Look, he didn't even comment. Yeah, that's a bad quarterback Ooh. room there at Southern Illinois. No, it's Holy not. Holy Lord. Holy I, Lord. I don't have any great ones. Brian McLevin Rowitz uh, could tell you many a times in the past three years here where I've showed up to a game a day early or a day late um, that's happened between us. Um, I don't have any great ones. I showed up late for my SAT, but I still aced it. Wow. That that's was good like one. knowingly late? No, it was unknowingly late, and I didn't know I could bring my calculator. I had to take the SAT rushed and also without a calculator. So you, you had the wrong time, and you didn't bring a calculator because you didn't know. And it wasn't – I don't think it was my fault. I can't remember the exact details, which is why I won't tell the story, but, like, there was a discrepancy in the paper they gave me and my show-up time. And also, on the paper, it didn't say I could bring my calculator. So I went in without a calculator. And once you go in and sign in, you can't leave back out to your car to get your calculator. So during the math portion, everybody else is punching up stuff under TI-84. 
and I'm just doing it on the paper like an idiot. I'll tell you what, that is recipe for the biggest anxiety attack that a human can <laughs> oh, have. Oh, that is the my worst. It was, bad. it was bad. That is the worst. Luckily, I did well enough to where I didn't have to take the SAT again. I just rolled with it. But I do remember having to come home and tell my mom, like, I have no clue what I'm going to get on this test because yeah. I showed up, like, almost an hour late and also didn't have a calculator. But it was good enough for Hampton. I made it. It was good enough for it Hampton. It was good enough for Hampton. I don't Damn know what that right. says about Hampton, but it was good enough for Hampton. <laughs> I don't know if that's more on Theo or Hampton. Yeah. And I got a scholarship to it, baby. My <laughs> only TI-84 calculator story, I used to love playing that brick-breaking game. Uh, it was like Pong, but uh, you would just... Oh, yes. it, It's got the little line yes. at the bottom, and it hits yes. the ball. Like Those scientific calculators, I never used them for anything academically. I just used them to play games on. Theo, don't act like we relate snake. to that. Yes, 100%. You by the time like, by, yeah. the, by the time we got into school, it had 16 different games. You're right. It he was, was yeah, no, my yeah, they had couple, Brick Breaker. But at least yes, I yeah. had Brick Breaker. That was an like, option for us. The generation yeah, before me, the generation before me with a calculator, their fun was typing out boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think it's hey, still fun. Went away. Uh, it was eight, yeah, that's true. It was objectively funny still today at 39 years old. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's it's uh, five, yeah. uh, zero, zero. one. Oh, no. Are we, five, oh, one, you three. go from the start or yeah. do you go from the back? Zero zero because it would be eight, eight zero zero eight five one three. Yes, yeah, yeah, boobies. Or five, yeah, that's good yeah. times. Oh, you forgot. Yeah, one. <laughs> I'm missing something. I'm missing uh, a you're two. missing I'm a missing three a and a five. Oh, yeah, the two. The two, the is, two the is the yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boobies. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. Radio right here. Oh boy. Uh, uh, let me tell you about Dr. Neil Goldhaber. <laughs> GoldhaberSinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He is tops. He is tops in the area. He is the ENT extraordinaire based out of Boynton Beach. Been doing it for decades. He is our man. He is the legend. If you have ear problems, nose issues, throat concerns, if you're a massive snorer, it's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. GoldhaberSinus.com. GoldhaberSinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. This is especially start of a new year, you go into 2024, why in God's name would you go into another calendar year in your life with chronic congestion, with chronic throat pain, with snoring concerns? This doesn't have to be your life. We talk about resolutions. Some people don't believe in them, but at the very least, do something for you in 2024. Improve yourself because it is improvable, and that's why Dr. Neil Goldhaber wants to help you. Again, our ENT extraordinaire, goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation, goldhabersinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. I want to get back to uh, coaches, and Spo in particular, the highest paid coach in the history of North American sports. At least from a guaranteed money perspective, mm. eight years, hundred and twenty million dollars. Spo is a top what number coach in South Florida history? I say four. Theo says two. Also, when have you completely butchered showing up to something on time? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Social media at KLV one zero six three. Also, when's the last time you typed boobies on your calculator? That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone. ESPN one zero six three. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavecca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, real quick, can I have some breaking news, please? Breaking news. 
Breaking news on ESPN 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Pat McAfee on his show on ESPN announced that Aaron Rodgers done for the rest of the season. He had his season-ending appearance on the Pat McAfee show. I'm sure there's a big exhale coming from the ESPN executives after those conspiracy theory fever dream appearances over the last couple of weeks. Done for the year. Not done, period. Done for the year. Also, Matt Eberflew. So we'll have more on Aaron Rodgers in the listening lunch, by the way, coming up in hour number two. Matt Eberflew, Bears head coach, not fired. Uh-huh. He'll be back next year. Is that what they announced he's going to be back? He will be back next year. Chicago Bears, yes, on Matt Eberflus. Uh, well, I mean, that, I wonder if that means no on Justin that Fields. That means 100% no on Justin Fields. There's no way they're buying back into both of them. And yes on Caleb Williams, right? <laughs> yeah. I suppose. I don't know why you keep Eberflus if you're probably going to fire him next year. Well, you give him a ch- I don't know. That's I, Maybe And what are. if what if Jim Harbaugh comes out and says Who's got it better than me? Nobody! Hire me, Bears. <laughs> what if he does that? Then you can't keep Matt Eberflus around. He could be his, his DC. Yeah, I'm sure he'd go for that. Is, Eberflus is a defensive guy, right? I think. This is make or break for Chicago. You got one bullet uh, in the chamber. I know. And you're going to have Matt Eberflus carrying the pistol. Right. Are they not? Not exactly a sharpshooter. Nope. Do the, Bears, Bears, the Bears don't really fire coaches early, though, do they? They, uh, I feel like they, they probably no. let this contract. Uh, I mean, it's the are they one of those way. cheaper franchises? It's not that, like it's the Steelers. Yeah. They got rid of Lovey Smith, who was above 500 in his final year, right? Yeah. Uh, and but then did they, they let had his a, contract expire? No, they, 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 they got fired. rid of him. They got rid of him. And then it's been a long line of one decent year under Matt Nagy, and that's it. It's been a bunch yeah. of crap after that. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it was a mid-hire. They're going to keep with the mid-coach. I don't. I just huh? don't see how, if you're a fan of that team. There's like, nothing to be excited about if you're a fan of that team. Next year's going to suck. You were thinking, like, oh, we got these picks, and then we got the, a new coach maybe, and then a new quarterback. But if you really bring back that same tandem, I get they ended the year nicely, that's going to be a waste of everybody's time. Oh, that does remind me. Speaking of Justin Fields, I will have for you 150 count them 150 dollars in duffy's gift cards if you can go back into the lavica theo and stone podcast archives and find me and we believe it was from late december yeah, right? late december, late december sure. me saying i wouldn't mind justin fields in a dolphin's uniform i don't remember why i said it i'm not sure i stand by what i said here on january 10th uh, I'd like to know the context in which that popped out of my mouth. I don't regret saying it because you get in the show, you say things, you think it's a good point. It's not like I'm lying about it. No. I did say it. It was brought up yesterday by Phil and Boynton, I believe. That's who correct. Said, what do you think about that now? And I said, Phil, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody. No clue. <laughs> no clue. If you can find that, where that is, so we can play it on the show and I can answer for my words. <laughs> Contact either myself or Stone with a timestamp on it, and the day in which it happened, I will have $150 of Duffy's gift cards for you. Did I check with higher-ups that that could happen? No, I absolutely did not. I did not. And you know what? 
I'll just find a way. Okay. Yeah. Just trust me. And if they have to come in monthly installments, they'll come in monthly installments. Yeah. But I will, I'm a man of my word, have $150 in Duffy's gift cards for you. If you can find late December, like final week and a half of December, where I said on this show that I wouldn't mind seeing Justin Fields in a Dolphins uniform. There. It's like out there for the masses. Yeah. Good. It's Perfect. a great deal. Dave MacGyver Druda cannot qualify for this. I saw him looking. Can I qualify? Uh, no, no. Uh, you cannot be a good Karma Brands ESPN West Palm employee in Can order I quit to qualify, and then qualify? for this. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that is. Uh, I, I'm trying to weigh what's better. Nice. I love Duffy Sports Grill, so right. 150 in Duffy Sports yeah, Grill. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. Get but. a job. <laughs> Pay your old money. Uh, oh, I want to play a little game since we're talking about South Florida coaches. South Florida coaches. I have Eric Spolstra. My top. He is in the top four all time of South Florida coaches. College, pro, high school. Theo says top two. Top two. Shula number one. Eric Spolstra number two. I am Shula Riley Schnellenberger. Then Eric Spolstra. We have a bunch of social media, but uh, I do want to ask because this name should be in the discussion. Uh, Theo. We'll start with you. Uh-oh. Stone, you can't look this up. Theo, start with you. Who was the manager of the 1997 world champion Florida Marlins? I know who the MVP was. Luis? Al? No. 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 Luis Hernandez. No. Hey, I know this I guy. I think you're probably thinking Luis Castillo. No. In... Oh, oh, yes, yes. Thank you. I know who you're talking about, but that's not I'll, his name. I know. It's, it sucks, too, because I met the guy a couple times. Good guy. Oh, Levon Hernandez. There you go. Levon good. Hernandez. So that, Matter of fact, I hit, I, hit, I hit one of his pitches. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Uh, but that's not the manager. <laughs> Who's the manager of that team? Man, come on, bro. You think I don't know that that was Joe Madden? Y'all think I don't know that? Stone, how about we go to you? You could be Theo's lifeline on this. Who was the manager of the 1997 world champion Florida Marlins? 1997. <laughs> you were born, right? You were still three years I from was, being a reality. Uh, my father was still carrying me at that time. Oh, you so you were alive. No, carrying me. Oh, like, yeah. He, oh, you were uh, a um, yeah. You were you were a piece of DNA. That oh, I was. Wow. So 1997. That that's tough, but I'm gonna go with Jim Leyland. Yeah, Jimmy Leland. Yeah. You're cheating. I just saw you touch a computer. There's no way you knew that off the no, top of your Dave head. Dave just told him. No, uh, he did not. That's why Dave's chuckling over yeah, there. Dave why do you think he's laughing? so funny cheating. over there. It's Jimmy Lee, baby. Okay. He didn't even say the name right. He's, he's reading it for sure. So he lost that one. All right, so. hey, Stone, who was the manager of the 2003 Miami Marlins who won the World Series? Looking to go two for two here. Let's double up with Jimmy Leland. Nope. Why would you Theo? do that? Don Mattingly. Nope. Come on. It's it's Joe <laughs> Joe Madden. Nope. It's Lee. Nope. Or so. It's a woman. No. <laughs> it's Jack McKeon. I was never gonna get that. You know, I was gonna go with Jack, but I wanted to go with Jimmy and, Leland again. And both chain smokers, Jimmy Leland and Jack McKeon. There you go. Neither so they have the to be in this team. conversation. The whole point of doing that no. is that I knew there's no way Stone actually knew that Jimmy Leland was the manager in 97. No, why do I get discredited there's so no, fast? There's because no impact. you said you were just a piece of DNA still being produced by your father at that time. And I was raised a Marlins fan. Uh, okay. Properly. All right. So th- that's why you you didn't know Jack McKeon? I always wanted to. Yeah, no. I, I It got boring. When I hit like five years old, I was done with the Marlins. Who was the be- manager at the beginning of the year in 2003 when the Marlins won the World Series? I've already said his name. Who? 
It was uh, Joe Madden. Nope. It was Jim Leland. Nope. Jeff Torborg. <laughs> Come on, guys. You Come knew on. I didn't say that guy's name already. Why would you not say no? I was trying to get a hint off of you. We'll uh, we'll we'll go to social media ranking our South Florida coaches. Where does Spo land in that? And it's also a listening lunch Wednesday here on Levicka Theo and Stone. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Hold on. Let me press chewing. What is that? That's what not a listening lunch sound effect. What is that? What are you chewing? That's what is gavel. that supposed to be? That That's sounds a like a gavel. I think it's a gavel. Is it a gavel or a gavel? Did the home team screw up our stuff? Uh, I think they might have. I think they might have. Hold on. Let's make sure this still works. Let's go feet. All right. That Perfect. still works. That's Perfect. Good. Hold on. One more time. Let's go feet. All right. Good. Nice. Good. Chewing? Nope. Okay. Well, we'll try and get that sorted out. Listening lunch on the way. Nope. Still, still not, not it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3.